Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Sunday afternoon, everybody. It is the Husker Extra Hour here on 93.7 The Ticket. If you're watching us on the stream, it is on Twitter, on Twitch, on YouTube, and on Facebook, as well as on Allo, channel 951, Allo VIP line. Uh, It's Allo Fiber, where they uh, understand the importance of exceptional service with a local heart. Uh, We're going to have Sam McEwen join us in just a little bit. We're going to have Tom Chattel on the show as well. And it's been an interesting day for those who have not been following along uh, to all of the great sports writers, sports columnists, radio hosts uh, that are in and around the Nebraska football program. You've missed out on a little bit today. Let me enlighten you. Uh, Julian Fleming, the five-star, uh, former five-star wide receiver from Ohio State, uh, wound up with uh, a touchdown and like 24 receptions, whatever. He had, I think, six touchdowns last year, 500 yards. Very, very talented young man. Uh, he's in the transfer portal, and there is now an official offer out to him from the University of Nebraska, Matt Rule and his staff. Uh, most everybody knows that Marcus Satterfield had made a pilgrimage to Columbus Last week, and had a conversation with none other than Ohio State starting quarterback through the Michigan game of this year, Kyle McCord. Uh, A couple of days after McCord, or I guess, let me back up, a couple of days after Ryan Day was asked, is Kyle McCord going to start in the bowl game? There was a noncommittal answer, and I believe it was actually the day after that, that Kyle McCord said, yeah, I'm in the transfer portal. I, I'm going to go someplace else and play my last season of college eligibility. And uh, if you have missed it, uh, Kyle McCord is going to evidently be in Lincoln tomorrow and or on Tuesday. And to talk a little bit more about that, we bring in from the Omaha World Herald, Mr. Sam McEwen. Sam, welcome to uh, to the Husker Extra Hour, to your show. Uh, and it's it's been an interesting afternoon of developments, I think. It has, yeah. Um, you know, Nebraska's going after a, a pro-style passing quarterback, which I think probably says a lot about, um, you know, what Nebraska did this year and and uh, where it wants to go. And you know, it's sincerity of intention in in, in getting better <laughs> uh, with some with some uh, what do you want to call it haste. On yeah, and I found it a little interesting. I, I you and and Tom Chattel, Steve Sipple, all of you guys kind of call uh, the, the press conferences on Monday message Mondays. If I if I got the vibe right, mm-hmm. and well, they they do. I mean, I yeah yeah. So I, I've heard it called that. And yep. in in the the postseason presser, Matt Rule said, "Let's make one thing clear. Let's get everybody on the same page." If you want a quarterback that is NFL draft ready, that is one of the top quarterbacks in the portal, it's going to cost you a million and a half to two billion a year. I think personally that message was not directed at the fans necessarily or at the university. I think it was directed at the 1890 collective and the guys that write the checks. Am I mistaken in maybe my assumption? No, I don't think you're mistaken. I think, I think, um, I mean, I think that money would have been there anyway. I, I don't know that he needed to tell them that uh, <laughs> True. Through, through the press conference. But, um, 
no, I, I don't think you're mistaken. I, I, I think it's just, I think it's so that fans understand that when you're going out into this world and you want a good player, um, you better keep in mind, you know, what the, what the financial costs are going to be and what they, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know what they paid Jeff Sims exactly. And the way this stuff all works with NIL is of course, you know, the boosters pull the money together and then they put pair the student athlete up with advertisers in order to pay them to do stuff, you know? Yeah. And so, um, this will change, I think, a little bit once the athletes, uh, you know, once the schools themselves are able to arrange this and operate it. I highly doubt the athletes will be getting as much money. Um, and some of the way these contracts work, it's, it's sort of discretionary anyway. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think there was there was some of that. I I uh, you know he can he can say whatever he wants, and and he he gets great pressers, and I enjoy it. Uh, it what matters is what they do. And, and I feel like if they're able to land McCord, but just the fact that they went out and talked to Cam McCord, um, too, and I think Cam's a, a better player than McCord, but, you know, they're both good. I think the fact that they did that, I think, speaks to, their, to the sincerity of their intentions that, you know, they want to be, they want to get better as a football program. And I think that's... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think everything's been real sped up. And so I appreciate the whole mindset behind, hey, you know, this is what I do and I build programs and and, and so on and so forth. And, and, and I, I certainly appreciate that. Um, but th- there's just not a ton of time. Like, you, you don't you don't have four years to, to develop all these things. And, and, and I felt like they had an opportunity in 2023 to go to a bowl game and maybe finish seven and five or eight and four. Historically, it was probably the best, sort of the worst Big Ten West we've we've ever seen, and and it was it was bad in a lot of areas. Um, and then some of the you know some of the teams they played were also beatable. So it felt like a squandered opportunity by the end of the year. You know, it was it was hard to sell. I mean, it was technically progress from last season, but it felt hard to sell it that way. And so I think you had, you know, going into the offseason, I think there was a real clarity about um, Nebraska needs to do something as it relates to improving its quarterback play. And and if you think that's, you know, just just uh, uh, rework, you know, re- getting better with Chubba Purdy and Heinrich Harburg, that's fine. But but people are gonna people are gonna judge you based on that. And so I think they knew they had to go out and try to get somebody who could get them better. Just like Ohio State knew that another year of Cal McCord was probably going to uh, result in you know another eleven and one season, yeah. and they're not they weren't interested in that last last off season. Ryan Day did not sign a transfer quarterback. He uh, stood on the guys that he already had, that being McCord and that being uh, Devin Brown, and you know they didn't have as good of an offense. And I think that's probably something that he's examining. And um, Ohio State, their schedule is overall pretty darn weak. Uh, so, you know, they could beat every team on their schedule, Notre Dame by three with Kyle McCord, but they couldn't win the game that mattered the most. And so, you know, you go find a quarterback who can. 
Yeah, go back to another one of Rule's press conferences, and I believe it was before the season, and it was more, it may have just been a, an interview. It may have been on Bussin' with the Boys. I don't remember exactly. But I remember him making the comment when talking about his time at Carolina that he wishes he would have done things differently and gone the free agent route maybe a little bit more than trying to build the team through the draft. He felt like he should have sped things up. I th- To your point that you were just saying, it feels like he learned a lesson from his time in Carolina of how to build a program still the right way, but on occasion you need to hit a, a different button and make it and accelerate you know, that, that player movement or whatever it winds up being. Do you get that you get the feeling that maybe he did learn a little bit from that time in Carolina? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think for, as it relates to the quarterback position, you know, that's a position that uh, they unfortunately weren't able to get right in Carolina. Um, they tried a couple of guys and it didn't work out. Um, they tried Cam Newton. That didn't work. Uh, they went a couple other routes. And so I think he certainly probably felt like, hey, you know, if we were, we would have paid for the quarterback, we would have been in a lot better better position. Um, I, I we haven't talked to Matt Rule about you know what's going on in Carolina now. I wonder if he feels a little vindicated by based on what's going on there now. Yep. Um, you know, I I think he, he he is now able based on the fact that Carolina's had no success since he left, uh, probably to be able to say you know, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really do that much wrong. Uh, in that in that role, and the owner is kind of ridiculous. So, yeah. uh, you know, I yeah, I to be clear, too early to put any positive spin on this guy. This stuff, it's just this. It's too early. Like, yep. let's see what they do. First, they got to land McCord, and then he also has to, you know, he has to be the right guy, the right guy, the right fit. And, um, you know, I I wrote a little thing uh, for our website. People can read it about the five transfer portal QB options that that Nebraska had. And you know, I mean I think I think that the one that's probably technically the best fit is Sam Levitt, but he doesn't have any experience, so you don't really know how good he is. Um but you know, I mean McCord is McCord is a pocket passer. He's gonna stay in the pocket. Uh he is going to throw the ball accurately. If you watch him play and I watched, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes of his highlights, including some of the game film, you know, he's an accurate thrower. He gathers himself a little bit when he passes the ball. What that means is that, you know, when he needs to load up and make a throw, he loads up and he makes the throw. Well, you know, he has Ohio State's pocket, you know, in which to do it. Uh, he reminds me a little bit of Zach Taylor, you know, and I, I don't mean that in a any particular way other than if you're thinking about a skill set, kind of like that. Zach Taylor wasn't very mobile, uh, but similar player, and maybe they can get that from him. I think – I think McCord could be a very good addition, but again, you know, it's that it's that line from the Social Network, the movie. If your clients had invented Facebook, they would have invented Facebook. When Nebraska does this, they will have done it. So until then, it's just it, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying a lot of it's conjecture. Like it's okay, they got a guy. Well, let, you know, we said this stuff about Jeff Sims last year, and then other people would say, well, he's got all the turnovers. Well, yeah, he'll he'll turn it over a little bit, but he'll do this. And he didn't do any of the second thing. He just no. turned it over a lot. So um, getting it right is getting it right. Uh, the hire of Tony White, which was universally praised at the time, Rule got that right, and he deserves credit for that. Uh, and got it right, nailed it, hired the right guy. They had a hell of a defense compared to every other defense they've had in the Big Ten. And it looks like they're going to retain just about everybody. Um, 
you know, I don't know that they wanted Damon Lyman back, but it looks like they're going to get everybody back. And, you know, that's a heck of a coup. So, you know, Nebraska's good to go there. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, there's a lot of work to do. We all, we all wondered what that side of the ball was going to look like going into the season, and with good reason. They scored 18 points a game. So, you know, that, that group's got to get a lot better. I, again, just, just JMO. Uh, McCord's important. Julian Fleming's important. I think going and getting a transfer running back might be important. Um, the whole thing. Like, I think, you need, I think you need skill, as much good skill as you can get. And maybe they feel like they feel really good about about a player coming off a torn hip uh, and being able to just plug right back in. Maybe and and maybe Quentin Ives is really that good. You know, they decided not to play him much this year, and I I get that. Um, and maybe so maybe he's the answer. But but man, I I try to get everybody you could. And so if Julian Fleming, uh, good. Another receiver, good. Running back, if you got to go get one. If you think the right one's out there, go get it. And Sam, that was actually going to be my next question, and it came off of uh, YouTube on the Sutterhaman text line, was when are they going to go get a running back in the portal? I don't know that they necessarily, that it's a must-have. I I know quarterback is. Two quick questions on the transfer portal, and then I want to get your quick thoughts before we let you go on Nebraska-Michigan State. Um, Are they going to go get a running back, do you think? And... Do you feel like if Kyle McCord commits to Nebraska that Sam Levitt is still on the table for Nebraska and he would want to come here? That'd be up to Levitt. I think he's got to be honest about whether or not he's going to get a starting job somewhere else um, based on what he's done at Michigan State. I mean, there's just very little resume there. I know he's visiting Arizona State. Um, I know there's a Utah visit in there. I, I mean, Utah is bringing Cam Rising back. So, um, you know, I, now I will say, rising situation is such that um, Levitt may well expect to play a lot. You know, I mean, rising's been hurt quite a bit. McCord is not. So McCord, I think, has been pretty healthy. Um, so, you know, I think Levitt would have to make that assessment himself. I, uh, You know, if he were to come here, then I think, you know, one of the two current quarterbacks would leave. Uh, that would be, you know, notable. Um, on the running back front, well, that's a good question. I mean, yes, I, I, I think they should get the right guy. Um, full disclosure is not a coach or a former player. It, it, it can be hard to, to ascertain who's a really good running back. Um, and sometimes those things are not the same <laughs> uh, based on like what people know is a really good running back and then which guy gains a bunch of yards because he's in a spread offense and, and they play in a lot of loose, high-scoring games. There's a difference there. And so... You pay E.J. Barthel to know the difference, and you pay Matt Rule to know the difference. And so I, if they know that they feel like they got a guy who's really good, and by that I mean a guy that's going to also play in the NFL, regardless of how many yards he has at Nebraska, then heck yeah. You know, uh, add that guy. I know the guy at Iowa State, I think Cartevious Nelson, I think that's his name. He's interesting. Uh, there's a guy that's graduating from UTEP. We'll see. what, what He's short. He's 5'6". Um, I like Reggie Love. Now, again, he's been hurt a bunch, you know, in Illinois, so maybe he doesn't, you know, maybe he doesn't come back. Uh, maybe, you know, he may have a hard time finding a spot because he's been banged up a lot. You know, I think Illinois is moving on with a guy that they also like, uh, Fagan, I think is his name, the freshman. So, you know, that that's tough. I The experts are the experts there. I think it can actually be easier to watch quarterback play 
and get a sense of it. With running backs, there's a whole bunch of things in play there. So Barthel will have to decide that at receiver. You know, there's there's certainly guys in the portal who can help you. How much are they going to cost? And 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 uh, you know, are they a fit? Not only for your offense, but you know, the kind of program you want to run. Uh, and the way that Matt Rule wants to run his program is uh, he likes receivers who I think block and make plays after the catch and, uh, you know, are tough. And I think that fits a lot of their young guys and doesn't fit the guys that are coming in. I, you know, there's some really elite receivers in college football who actually, they're really good at catching the football and doing some of those things, but they're not good at the things that Matt Rule wants them to be good at. And so those, that would surprise people, I think. But I, I think Matt Rule wants a specific kind of player. And if they can find a couple of receivers who fit that mold, then I think that would be good, too. I would add as many as you could. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nothing I, wrong I'm with not that. Kidding, and, talent and is talent, year. man. You've got to have it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Jalen Lloyd had a nice year. I think Malachi's got a real future. Um, we don't know anything about Demetrius Bell. They like him. Uh, we don't know anything about Ives. They like him. Jaden Dawson's got to get healthy. Yep. Uh, he got smaller, right? So, like, he had that forearm injury. Jaden Dawson needs to put weight on if he's going to, you know, he's not as fast as Lloyd, but he's got to put some weight on, I think, if he's going to if he's gonna play, you know, at this level because he's got to be a third-down guy who absorbs a lot of contact. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean, I could talk about this stuff all day, obviously. <laughs> I love talking about it. Yep. But I'm just like I'm trying to be analytic about it because you know we could spend nine months talking these guys up, but they got to land them first, and then they got to make sure that they're they're everything they need them to be. And at that quarterback position, let me be clear with McCourt: if they pick him, they are going to be like, you need to be everything that we need you to be. We need you to be the guy in the room, and an extension of everything that we do, and it's got to and we are asking you to come in here and throw the hell out of the ball. Um, you're not asking him to run the option yep. or to play wild Colts or whatever. You're asking him to come in here and be a professional-style quarterback with eyes on the NFL, and, and the offensive staff will give, will give him everything they can in that regard. Um, it doesn't matter now, but whatever they were doing last year didn't work. So they've got to, I think they're going to have a fresh approach to it. Sam, real quick before I let you go, Nebraska-Michigan State, which Nebraska team do you think shows up? The one that uh, was playing in the first half of the Minnesota game or the second half? I think the team that played in the first half is going to show up. Not sure they're going to win. Michigan State's awfully motivated. They're tough. Uh, They've lost a couple in a row. I think their coach is ticked off. Tom Izzo said out of the press conference after the Wisconsin loss, I'm going to go back to practicing with shoulder pads and stop listening to the lawyers, whatever that means. So I think Michigan State's going to come awfully motivated to PBA. The other thing that's true about Michigan State is they play with real pace, and Nebraska has struggled uh, in the Hoiberg area to play that to play with them. And here's why: Nebraska gets uh, what do they what do you call it? They get wooed into playing that pace. The same thing with Creighton. The one time they slowed it down against Creighton, they beat them. They struggled to slow it down against Michigan State. They want to play up and down. And that's Hoiberg's instinct is to play that way. And Nebraska can't do that. They have to play a boring, slow, Tim Miles-esque style of basketball. And if they do that, I think they've got a chance to win. If they want to get in a track meet with Michigan State, they might lose 81-74, lose pretty instead of win ugly. And that's 
that's that'll be a challenge for Nebraska today for sure. Just win, baby. Sam McEwen yeah. of the Omaha World Herald joining us here on the Husker Extra Hour. Sam, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Take care, and you enjoy it too. All right, thanks. Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald joining us here on the Allo VIP line. Allo Fiber is where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. We're going to step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we'll chat a little bit more about what's going on with the transfer portal moves, Nebraska volleyball. We may touch on that as well. One thing I didn't get a chance to talk to Sam about, we'll talk to Tom Chattel about that and a whole lot more, though, on the next side or the other side of this break on 93.7 The Ticket. To the ticket weeknights on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. Welcome back to the Husker Extra Hour here on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. I'm Mike Melby. Ben Droz over running the controls. Big thanks to Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald for joining us on the Allo VIP line. Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Thanks to all of those who have chimed in on the Sarder Heyman text line. Uh, Walter, I, I, Walter's comment was, let's say we talked about Nebraska basketball and just actually not do it. Um, I, I get it right there with you, man. I'm a bigger basketball fan than football fan, but at the same time, I, I think they're going to figure it out at some point this year. I, I'm stunned at the way that the last two games have gone. Uh, but we'll see what happens today, man. You got a very irritated coach and Tom Izzo, uh, talking about, throwing away uh, the the recommendations from the lawyers on how he treats the players and, and having to put pads back on. I think that's interesting. Uh, so it's going to be a whale of a game this afternoon at PBA. 530 is going to be the opening tip. Uh, it looks like Josiah Alec is listed as questionable. Jawan Gary uh, is more than likely going to wind up getting his first start of the year. Uh, Blaise Keda, Aaron Ulis are on the injury report is out. One person not on the injury report, but also was not even in PBA last Sunday. Uh, is Ramel Lloyd, I believe Coach Hoiberg uh, alluded to the fact that he he was sick. So I, maybe we see Ramel Lloyd today. I, I don't know for sure. Uh, it'll be interesting to find out, though. But uh, big day uh, from the Nebraska football recruiting front, especially with some portal news. Uh, it is official. They've offered Julian Fleming, the five former five-star receiver from Ohio State. Obviously, everybody knows there's a lot of interest between Nebraska and former Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord. And it was reported McCord is going to be in Lincoln tomorrow. And one person I know that we can verify that with is Mr. Tom Chattel from the Omaha World Herald, who joins us now on the Allo VIP line. Tom, how is your Sunday going? Good. I just uh, saw a movie today, the uh, Day by Day movie, uh-huh. um, which was very good. I, I lived, uh, covered all that stuff and the good and the bad and, and so forth. And, uh, I thought it was a good show. Are you ready to go run through a wall? Because it got me fired up watching it, man. It's just it was one of those where I'm reliving it as well, and uh, yeah, wanting to yeah, let's go tear the goalpost down or something. Get crazy. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't help but think and wonder, and I've done this before. What if they'd have had the portal back then? <laughs> How many of those guys would have stayed? I think because that that roster was loaded with NFL players and. All Americans and elite guys, and they you know they had had to wait their turn back then. But, yeah, wasn't um, it? Wasn't it the '95 team? There was like 18 guys on the two deep of defense of the '95 defense that wound up playing in the NFL. It was it was something stupid like that. Yes, yeah, it just, was uh, amazing. Um, but it was just fun to watch, and uh, now I'm back to reality talking about the portal. <laughs> 
Exactly. Who who knew that Bill Shatner was like going to be so knowledgeable? There's going to be a portal that's going to transfer things. Um, that's right. Maybe not exactly in the same context, but uh, let's talk a little bit. I, I had a conversation with Sam McEwen. Um, you know, Kyle McCord has been announced. He's going to be in Lincoln tomorrow. Uh, I believe Julian Fleming is going to be in Lincoln on Tuesday. Uh, several publications, uh, websites, etc., are doing a crystal ball prediction of Kyle McCord to Nebraska. The visit is more of a let me verify this is what I want to do, but yes, this is what I want to do, than a we need to sell you on Nebraska type of a visit. What are you hearing? Anything different than that? Not really. I haven't, actually haven't heard much. Um, just, um, you know, it, usually if there's a visit, there's interest on, on the, the player's part, obviously, to check things out. Um, you know, I've got to think at this point, he, he's spoken to uh, Rule and Satterfield. Uh, the the NIL people are all on board and online and, and – uh, you know he knows what he knows what, what what the offer is going to be or the money is going to be. So uh, it may you know these visits may just be sort of a last uh, minute thing. I think I think that there's room for optimism if he's going to visit. So um, it just seems like the the quarterback list. Um, these guys have have been uh, have been finding a partner pretty quick. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens quick. That would be very interesting. Um, off the Sutter Heyman text line, Dan Pryor asks, uh, do you think that with Kyle McCord next year, Nebraska can get to nine wins? Well, I, I don't. I wouldn't put a number on it because I don't know who who he's going to throw to, who, who are the running backs, what kind of offensive line are we talking about. They could be better, but are there, is there anybody else in the portal that they can add? Um, I, I mean, I think it's he's a good – he'd be a, a very good pickup. Um now, I, I I have to chuckle at the Ohio State fan base, which out of one side of their mouth they said, "Well, he wasn't that good," and then you know, boy, you know, why did he leave? You know, we, we they were kind of upset that he left. So <laughs> who knows? But I, I I think he was getting better as the year went on, um, and I I think that you know he had a couple of interceptions against Michigan. Of course, the last one almost doesn't. I mean, it was a nice play. It was the sort of the last, last throw of the game, and it was low, and the guy, the Michigan guy, got it. So, um, I think he'd be. I mean, he, he was getting better. So, and they might be getting somebody who's who's actually, you know, on with the air pointing up. So, um, but but they, they, I think they they really need to get somebody who is not necessarily a game manager, but somebody who's going to complete passes. Well, but it isn't, it isn't all they need. They, they do need a few more things uh, in terms of playmakers uh, to go around him. So, Well, it's it's the same to me with every team. Um, when you've just got all the talent in the world, you, let, you, can, you can turn guys loose. But otherwise, if you don't have a better player at every position, guys have to play a role. And if Kyle McCord comes to Nebraska, Kyle McCord's job is going to be complete a minimum of 65, preferably 70% of your passes. Don't turn mm-hmm. the ball over. Hang on to it. And as a team, Marcus Satterfield's job as the OC is going to be make sure I put Kyle McCord in situations where he can be successful. And if he does his job, the team then will become successful. Um, I, it, for as much as 
vitriol and whatever that fans and, and myself and Tom and whoever else on the airwaves and whatever were kind of critical of Marcus Satterfield last year. He was kind of trying to do that where he was trying to put guys in a position to be successful based on on their strengths that just didn't always work out. And then sometimes you did question, was that the best move? Do you think he's learned from it a little bit? And and do you think he'll change the offense to more of a pro-style attack, get rid of the option, and and throw the ball 35 times a game? Well, I, I almost throw uh, last year away. I just, I, I, they did, he, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have much to work with. He really didn't. I mean, you know, some, some games, the, the blocking was good. And sometimes it wasn't, wasn't there. And, you know, you can't, there's, there's no play that'll be, that'll, you can call that'll work without blocking. So, um, you know, they, they, they were down to their, uh, third team running back. The receivers were brand new kids that were, are going to be good one day, but weren't always running the route the right way. Um, and and he had Harper got there, who you know is, is a a great you know a great warrior. He took a lot of hits. I mean, and I actually thought that they managed the offense well when they had Harper in there healthy. That they tried to go to this option based uh, you know attack with. With some power running that they really haven't had any experience with, they they, they didn't know how they didn't know what they had to go to Ron Brown to get some plays and <laughs> Osborne. So yeah. I, I think they, they just kind of like they, they they managed three wins out of that. So I thought they were actually doing a pretty good job, but it's when we got into the Maryland situation, Michigan State, you're running the ball, you're then you're starting to throw, and it's. You know, Maryland at the end of the game, you're not, you know, you, you just just get the field goal and get out of there. Um, I don't know. I, I I give the guy a pass because I don't think he had what you would call a lot of playmakers uh, or any around him at the time. So, um, but he will next year. At least, at least hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have some more. They'll have a quarterback who's played quarterback. And I think the experience part of that. Is, is is really important to um, they didn't have any experience quarterbacks was, yeah. yeah so sometimes you, you you can throw the ball out of the end zone and instead of throwing that pick um, but um, yeah do I think the offense will be a pro I think Sanofi wants to throw it absolutely uh, he'll probably drive everybody crazy who uh, wants to run the ball but um, I. I I think if he gets the quarterback he likes, yeah, I think we'll see. I think we'll see the ball in the air. Let's uh, let's transition over to uh, one of the programs that no one is having any questions about, uh, other than can they do it? Uh, the Nebraska volleyball team just yes. as I, I was preparing for Tom and I's show that that we're going to do here, Tom Stevens and I with Husker Rewind after this. Um, I kept going back to all of the times I've written some script to talk about the team after you know their weekend's matches, and the movie Varsity Blues popped in my head. And <laughs> the very end of it, um, you've got I believe it's Paul Walker that's talking about you know Billy Bob uh, cries because well he's a crier. Uh, Tweeter drinks beer or yeah Tweeter drinks beer because well that's what he does. And right. and I'm going. Okay, here, you know what? Merritt Beeson, 30 kills, uh, what was it, 14 blocks, uh, 16 digs, whatever it was for the weekend, because that's just what she does. Becca Alec, uh, whatever, 16 blocks, 12 last night. 
11 kills on the weekend. That's just what she does. I mean, the whole team, and you can go through literally every player. Lainey Choboy dives in the crowd, makes some other spectacular digs that you just can't believe a human being can make. Yeah, it's just what she does. <laughs> That's This team is so fun to watch, so easy to cheer for. And the best thing about it to me is it seems like the genuine care uh, and appreciation and love that they have for each other and the fan base. Like, you feel like they're, they're, they want you right there with them every step of the way. You know, they're just, I, I'm, they're just I'm trying to figure out what else can be, can be said about this team. Um, other than just sit back and watch and see how, how, how the whole movie ends. Um, I really think that, you know, John Cook has had all Americans and iconic players. And, you know, we've, these, these ladies are, they've spoiled us. They're in the hunt for the for the final four in the national title every year, and um, I feel like they either get to the final four, or they don't. Last year they didn't, um, but they they are there all the time. But what's so what's different about this? Well, why why am I thinking about writing a column that says that this is maybe the best team he's ever had? Uh, what is it about this team? And I think it's the collection of talent. Is uh, up and down is off the charts. I'm not sure they've had a team this talented um, at every position. I mean, they've had some, but I mean, this is just—it's just ridiculous talent. But there's also a lot of personality, and yeah. they bring you in. You, you're right. You know, you you feel like you're you're part of the whole story. Uh, just watching him. I mean, you, you want to be around him. You want to see more, and um, it's going to be hard when the season ends. You want to want it to keep going. So, I think this might, I, I don't know what you'd call it. The most enjoyable team, the best team, um, the you know the, the greatest collection of talent, the most fun to watch. I, I don't know where this is going or how well how how we're going to remember it. I mean, this week will tell us how we're going to remember it. Obviously. And as far as greatest ever um, tags, well, that the, the there's only only one way to do that. That's that's yep. to win next Sunday. Um, but I, I just think people are going to get to the end of this thing and go, man, I don't remember having so much fun falling volleyball. Yeah, and and I was at a, a local establishment last night watching the game. And there, there was one negative Nancy that was sitting at at, at my table, actually. And um, the there were people at other tables that were overhearing comments and like they were borderline threatening to beat him up for for saying anything negative about the team and it, and it, he was doing it just because he's just kind of a, a a guy that he's a bit of an antagonist and that's what he does he thinks right. it's funny but there were and the funny thing is it wasn't like there was some six foot four dude that was ready to go over and shut him up there there was a gal that was probably in her mid-50s that was giving him the evil eye and kind of some some whispers yeah. between her and a couple other people it's like the fans want to fight over this if you even say something negative about the team but it is it's one of the one of the most enjoyable teams to watch regardless of sport it's just because of how much fun they seem to have playing yeah and i think we um we really need it don't we i mean how much uh how, how many kicks in the teeth or other body parts can can you take uh, following the football and the basketball uh, teams? I mean, how much how much pain is 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 allowed? And I think this is, you know, 
you know, latching on to this team and, and the whole story and whether they win the ball or not, it's it's what Nebraska fans need right now. They know they not only need a team that is elite and is uh, you know the very best in the country, but is is fun to watch and and they're you know they're 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 fun to talk about and uh, you know I I think that that's part of the of the story here. I think that's what I've said all along is that this feels like this volleyball team feels more like a football team to me. It's more mainstream. It's Every match is is like must-watch TV. You know, you've got to put down what you're doing. What time is the match tonight? Where am I watching it? You know, there's our watch party. Am I going to this bar? That you know, All these bars in Omaha are, are now having Nebraska volleyball watch parties when they're on. So that never used to be the coming out quite like this season. So it's it's been more like a football in terms of the the mainstream. Um that, that, that I, can, I can remember. Absolutely. Um, want to take one quick jump over to men's basketball. They take on Michigan State at 530 at PBA tonight. Seven games. Uh, they built their NIT resume. Uh, they're in the midst of four in a row to try to build an NCAA tournament resume, and it's not been pretty. Um, any thoughts on that team and maybe where whatever was going right has now gone wrong? Well, you know, you have to, you know, before you can really tell what a team is all about, you, you got to get them through some games that, that matter and find out, and, 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 and they'll show you what they're all about. And um, I think, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the game tonight here. I'm, the last two games, they've gone haywire at the, at the absolute wrong time against the wrong people. Um, you know, the, the Creighton game, you can excuse. Creighton is that good. Creighton is an elite Final Four type team, and they just they every game they have a run. Um, I didn't excuse the way Nebraska did it. I thought they they didn't play very smart. They, they, they instead of slowing the pace down, they they tried to beat Creighton at their own game. And you know, not many there's a handful of teams that maybe do that, uh, but Nebraska's not one of them. So. I think that was very smart. They were last year, they had Sam Greasel walking it up, and they got Creighton out of rhythm. And I thought that that's what last week called for. Um, then you know you go to Minnesota, and I swear I saw the best game of the year and the worst game of the year in the same night. Um, yep. I was like I was watching it back to back, going, "What in the hell is this?" So I feel like they're missing some Sam Greasel. I just think. There, there's a toughness there that we, we thought was going to be there, and Fred thought it was going to be there that has been missing. They, you know, they got hit in the mouth and they backed down. And I'm not saying Griezel would have changed the world, but I think he really set the tone last year. I don't think he would have let them go haywire in those games. Um, you just need somebody to step forward and make a play, make a basket, make a block. Or seal, or you know, do some just to, to stop the 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 tide from going. You know, from, you know, you're 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 going to get buried by the wave, and you know, stop all that stuff. So, um, I it's, it feels like tonight's really big. It just does. I mean, the way they lost the other night, felt like I mean, at halftime I was saying this could be a season changing game the way they're playing. 
because they they responded to Creighton the right way. And this could set them on their way. And at the end of the game, I said, well, this could be a season-changing game the other way if they don't respond to this and they go into a funk. So what we're looking for tonight is how are they going to respond to that? And can, can they put a stop to it? Everybody thinks Michigan State's, you know, beatable, whatever. But Tom Izzo's never beatable. He usually, usually makes you beatable. Um, but Michigan State is, is clearly trying to figure some things out. Um, Nebraska wants to play well to win. But a win tonight would calm some things down. And, okay, you know, I, I think Nebraska is a good team. But they've got to they've got to put their foot down. And who's going to do that? Who's the leader on this team that's going to do that? That is the big question. And we're about two hours and 45 minutes away from finding out if that person uh, shows themselves tonight. Uh, Tom Chichello of the Omaha World Herald, thank you very much for joining us here on the Husker Extra Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Have yourself a great rest of your Sunday. Hey, thanks a lot. I'll talk next week. Yep. Tom Chichello of the Omaha World Herald joining us. We're going to step aside for another quick break, come back and put a bow on Husker Extra. I got Tom Stevens warming up in the bullpen, and he's going to jump in and join me at 5 o'clock for Husker Rewind right here on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Short segment here before we jump into Husker Rewind. I'm Mike Melby, running the board, Ben Droz. Tom Stevens, my co-host on Husker Rewind, joins me now. It is the Husker Extra Hour. Big thanks to Tom Chattel and Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald for joining me during that hour. Talked a lot about Kyle McCord, uh, Julian Fleming, need for a running back, Nebraska volleyball, Nebraska basketball, uh, Tom, I know we've got a, a, a whale of a show lined up, man. Yeah. We, we, we're going to do three guests. We've got John Baylor lined up at 520. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've got Tanya Taki wind, lined up at 6 o'clock. Yes. We have Brian Munson at 625. Mm-hmm. And we're going to cover anything and everything. And it's been a breaking news day. And Tom and I both are very good. We have duct tape and we have super glue. So if news breaks while our show is on, we're going to fix it. Okay? What broke? Hands down. What happened? Well, you know what's happened. Have you... What happened? What? What? For those hell? that have not, you know, don't live on Twitter and and whatever other social media mm-hmm. outlets. Yeah. Kyle McCord will be in Lincoln tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Julian Fleming will be in Lincoln later this week, possibly as early as Tuesday. There is an official offer from Nebraska to Julian Fleming. There are rumors out there that McCord and Fleming are a package deal. Those have been kind of around message boards and some other people that are more in the know than than keyboard warriors that have said kind of a similar thing. Um. Bottom line is Nebraska needed to upgrade at quarterback, um, and it appears as though they took a big swing, yeah. and they went after everyone. <laughs> like literally, the top five who quarterbacks. Who would have been and, your? Who's number one on your list? Hands down, Cam Ward. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah, and, and I think he's going to go to Ohio State. I think he, I think that's one of the reasons Kyle McCord is moving on. He wasn't promised the starting gig. Urban Meyer has been very very outspoken this week of saying, it's crazy. Why would this guy move on? He was 11-1. He beat Notre Dame. He had those interceptions against Michigan really were not his fault. Yep. He played well this year. But as we know, being a Nebraska fan in the 90s, it was that way. Uh, if you didn't play perfect football, 11-1 wasn't good enough. Those were nice so days. Remember, the, yeah. remember those days when 11-1 wasn't good enough? Heck, Frank Solich, of course, got fired for 9-3. and yeah. Bo Pelini, very similar. Uh, but that's where Ohio State is as a program. And I think uh, Matt Rule said it. It's going to cost you $1 to $2 million. Probably not. Probably to Cam Ward. I don't think 
that McCord is going to cost that much. I'm th- I'm hearing five to seven hundred thousand dollars, but that's significant. Uh, yeah. And he would, I think he would, and I simple said it this week on his podcast at Husker Online. I think it would really spark this program. It would spark the fan base because not only do you get him McCord, you probably get Fleming and a few other dudes. Yeah, and and uh, thanks to everybody who's chimed in on the Sutter Heyman text line, um, talking about you know. One of the best comments on here, and, and a couple of people said uh, Vince Watson had the best comment of the year on the Sarder Heyman text line a little while ago. The comment is, the media and fans need to let Matt Rule do his job. No one is telling John Cook how to do things or change things or whatever. Just they're letting him do his job and yeah. look at the success he's having. Well, Vince he, believes, I think he's already well, well, won a couple I, national titles. I get titles. it. I get it. And I, and there's you're you're talking twenty years yeah. of of experience at Nebraska, twenty three years of experience yeah. at Nebraska versus one. But at the same time, I I like his point of everybody wants to criticize every tiny little move, and he's simply trying to do something that he's got a track record of being successful at doing. And instead of second guessing and questioning everything that he does, why don't you you know? And but it, this is Nebraska, man. This is a fishbowl, and that's. Our job, well, and the fans are so passionate, they're going to question everything. But- I understand a little bit of the criticism. They swung and missed on their last quarterback choice yeah. in a big, big way. Uh, and they probably could have, you know, they probably could have had Casey Thompson had they wanted him. Now, Casey ended up getting injured. Uh, but over everything that Nebraska went to at the quarter, went everything that happened in the, at the quarterback position last year, it was a complete disaster. You can't, you can't, you can't screw it up this time. Um, and Jeff Sims, what six interceptions and 40, 45 attempts, forty six attempts. Kyle McCord. Oh, you're talking Jeff Sims, Sims this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle McCord was what twenty four, and I think he. I had, think he had. That's right. I think he had six interceptions. I think he had six interceptions, but twenty four touchdowns. We're, we're going to jump into a break and then get into our show. Uh, but I got to throw this out from from Walter. <laughs> Two things you never go cheap on. Is a lawyer and a portal quarterback. That's right. Don't go cheap on it. <laughs> so, Don't go cheap. All righty. Uh, we're going to be back with Husker Rewind right after this on 93.7 The Ticket.